everyone. Welcome back to Tech Talk. I'm Julia Beauchamp. I am here with senior writer for Computer World, Lucas Mirian, as well as video editor Chris Hebert. He's behind the camera. How's it going? 2020 is supposed to be the year of 5G. There's going to be plenty of use cases for it. But right now, let's talk semi-autonomous vehicles. Stick around. So, Lucas, you covered semi-autonomous vehicles quite a bit a few years back, right? Yes. And so I want to know, what what was the hype like a few years ago? Because now it seems like that tech is really being um, implemented. Implemented, that's the word. (laughs) It's it's a long word. Multi-syllabus, yeah. it's 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 a lot like oh I hate to make this comparison but it's a lot like blockchain. There was a hype cycle for a mm-hmm. while, uh, and uh, it's it's all very real technology, just like blockchain's very real technology. Mm-hmm. It gets hyped in the beginning, and basically everybody's thinking, oh, this is going to be fully autonomous driving in a few years. And no, it's not. It's going to be semi-autonomous driving, and it is being rolled out because the cost of a lot of these systems, lidar systems and radar systems and visioning systems and the cars. Is are coming down. Mm-hmm. Plus, automakers see the benefit of this, right. as do does the federal government. So, what's interesting is that a lot of the time, semi-autonomous and autonomous driving, I feel like, is really tied to five G. But we don't have widespread five G right now. But there's still right. semi-autonomous vehicles. Yeah, because right now it's it's isolated to the vehicle itself. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pilot programs around the country going on with vehicle to infrastructure communications, which is what we really need to make this a fully capable autonomous driving experience for Americans. Um, And that allows you to talk to roadside infrastructure, traffic lights. That's something they're testing a lot of. Yeah. Uh, Audi, in fact, came out with a vehicle, uh, a pilot for many of their vehicles, uh, technology that allows it to talk to these traffic lights and basically tell you when it's going to turn green. So if you can imagine... What the end game here is, is that you eventually wouldn't need lights. You could come to an intersection and your cars would be perfectly timed to mesh through that intersection without ever stopping. Oh my gosh, that sounds so... It almost sounds (laughs) futuristic. Well, it obviously is futuristic, but it seems like, it feels like it should be in a movie about what the future looks like, but it's going to be a reality. I don't know if I like that. I think I like... It's going to take a long time for me to get used to not driving my car. Right. I mean, can you imagine approaching an intersection? I guess eventually, once you become comfortable with it, you won't even think about it. But uh, yeah, at first, I think I'd be a little nervous approaching an intersection without lights. I mean, I sit in the passenger seat of some cars when other people are driving, and I'm slamming on the, the imaginary brakes. So oh, I can imagine being in an autonomous You like my wife, a backseat driver. I'm not yeah, in yeah. Backseat. The, the yeah. Uh, other thing, too, to think about is... Damn, that cloud computing has to be fast. Oh yeah, for all those cars. Like if you think about it, if uh, you know autonomous vehicles, you know, became widespread and everyone used it, and the infrastructure was there, uh, that's a lot of cars. Yeah, that, that's a lot of cars that are going to have to communicate with each other. So I think definitely, uh, you know, bandwidth and all that is going to play a big part, especially with five G. Uh, I have a clip here. Um, me and Michael Simon from PC World, we actually went out and tested out uh, actual 5G speeds. Um, let me pull it up real quick. Okay. Um, and you can actually see this is a phone we got to use. And just watch that needle. <laughs> so that's download. Wow. And you're going to see upload in just a second once that finishes. But, you know, with 5G, mm-hmm. 
you know, with all the, with all you know the cars communicating communicating with each other in oh. the cloud, this is going to make it much more practical. It's like my amplifier; it goes to eleven. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I like it. So, anyways, that just gives a little perspective, you know, about you know the connectivity that you know we're gonna have to have uh, once autonomous vehicles rolls out, you know, widespread. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, it's all Wi-Fi communications when you're talking vehicle to infrastructure and yeah. vehicle to vehicle. So your car is talking to mine. My car can predict when you're going to make a lane change. When you put your turn signal on, it's going to tell my car, oh, this car wants to make a lane change or wants to exit mm-hmm. the highway. All useful information when you're trying to control traffic and keep people from getting into accidents. And some studies show that autonomous vehicle technology uh, can save as many as 21,000. Uh, 21? Thousand lives, twenty-one thousand lives a year, uh, in by twenty thirty-five. I think it was. Jeez, that's interesting because I feel like how it sort of stands now, public perception is that there's no way technology can be smarter than a human driver. <laughs> but if anyone has driven in Massachusetts, they would know that perhaps that could be the opposite case. Yeah, my calculator is smarter than I am, so I'm. I'm I. It's not that I'm putting all my trust in this technology, but after it's been proven out, obviously, like any technology, mm-hmm. we become come to rely on it. Uh, it's going to have, uh, there's going to be a period where this technology is going to have to be tested. And unfortunately, during that period, you're going to have drivers who are going to put too much faith in this technology. We've already seen deaths uh, yeah. from uh, this technology rolled out in Teslas, for example. I think, too, is I would imagine that once something is once we have fully autonomous vehicles which i said earlier 2020 is supposed to be a hallmark year for 5g Uh, autonomous driving not in 2020 not so much yeah (laughs) but i think it kind of is interesting that i would imagine that once the car is a much safer and frankly probably better driver than actual people i would Mm. imagine that traffic is a lot more predictable and probably I would think a lot of highways and things would run smoother. I'm picturing not as much slamming on the brakes. The vast majority of traffic jams, this is just a fact, is caused by people who tap the brakes mm-hmm. while they're driving on the highway and it creates this ripple effect. That's true. That 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 go cuz you how many times you've been driving on the highway and you're like there's no road work. What is causing this traffic jam yeah, right now? all the I mean, time. Over capacity, but a lot of times it's just people tapping their brakes, and it creates that ripple effect that then creates a bottleneck. Yeah, I find Not that that always happens, and then I, st- I get out of the traffic, and there wasn't anything there. No. It wasn't even an exit. It's not like there was a crash. There wasn't a police officer. No. It was just people being slow yeah it's yeah exactly it's people being overly cautious not giving enough room between the car in front of them and themselves Mm -hmm. and truck drivers will tell you uh just you need to keep a certain distance if you do that then you're not going to have to be slamming on your brakes every 10 seconds when the car in front of you slows down so Mm -hmm. that helps but we're not going to program that into human beings but we can program that into autonomous driving technology uh like uh, adaptive cruise control for instance that's interesting. Something I also actually heard uh, maybe a few days ago on NPR, actually, they had a segment on um, the Marketplace Tech program, and they mentioned that Amazon just made a huge, huge invest in, investment in autonomous or semi-autonomous vehicles, mm-hmm. and they basically invested a ton of money and in a company that will make autonomous delivery trucks, Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. which I can imagine when 5G rolls out in big cities would completely change 
the way that your packages get delivered. Absolutely. That's, I've been, I was writing about that four or five years ago when there were trucks being piloted uh, mm-hmm. with autonomous driving technology on board. Um, yeah, I mean, the safety, uh, the ability to track them more accurately, be able to predict the, the, when packages are going to arrive, supply chain technology, it, it all fits into it. Um, uh, let's see. Um, so you've got one of, the, one of the things that has enabled this technology to be rolled out in more automobiles because now you're seeing it in almost virtually all uh, car companies are uh, enabling at least some form of semi-autonomous driving or semi-autonomous technology in their vehicles mm-hmm. like lane keeping and like um, uh, brake assistance and adaptive cruise control. Uh, and uh, a, a lot of this is coming out as standard as well, is because the price of the technology is coming down. So you've got Delphi and other big parts manufacturers uh, coming out with LiDAR detection mm-hmm. uh, technology. And what that does, what LiDAR does, it's um, a light detection and ranging. It paints a picture. It uses lasers to paint a picture of the surrounding environment up to, I think in some cases, more than 30 meters away. Mm-hmm. So it's telling the computer in your car, this is what the, the scenery, this is what the scene around my car, the objects around my car look like. And then the car can use that to process how it drives, how it maintains itself on the, on the road. I think the fact, I actually just had a um, rental car a few weeks ago. Um, I had to have a rental and it was like a brand new 2019 Infiniti. And they had in there some sort of driver assist. And I was, I mean, first of all, too scared to touch it because it was a rental car. But I was so floored by the fact that it's so commonplace. And yeah. my car's not even that old, but I don't have that. I'm I'm so looking forward uh, to, I think, the adaptive cruise control uh, is one of the things I'm looking forward to on my next vehicle because I it just now right now I put on cruise control and that's great but the traffic the flow of traffic is constantly changing so mm-hmm. I'm turning it off putting it back on turning it off putting it back on you don't get to use it as much as you'd like if it's adaptive you can put it on and forget it mm-hmm. and uh, and then you're not tapping your brakes all the time think of what that's going to do for the flow of traffic that's a good point because I I do the same thing especially when I'm driving long long distances I just set cruise control and go. Man, I I gotta get rid of my my old jalopy. I gotta get some <laughs> some new car. I got I gotta upgrade. I gotta upgrade. Uh, one other thing I want I want to ask real quick and uh, this is kind of a good question and I didn't think about this until I saw a, uh, a comment actually from Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan actually uh, asked this question. Um, will self-driving cars eliminate DUIs? And that brings up that, you know, can of worms, you know, what do we think autonomous cars is going to do to laws, driving laws? I mean, you know, then you have a a whole question about liability, insurance, and all that. What do you guys think? Well, I I did, I actually wrote about this several years ago, especially in terms of insurance, and because the question then becomes who's responsible for the accident. Right, of course. Is it the technology? Is it the vehicle manufacturer? Uh, If this is vehicle infrastructure, was there some sort of a glitch there that then makes the the government responsible? Mm -hmm. Or is it the driver because they weren't paying attention? Today, a lot of it's going to fall on the driver's shoulders because it's semi-autonomous. You are required to keep your hands on the wheel. Um, and we know everybody does that, right, Chris? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, to- yeah. Totally, nobody would totally. ever sit in the passenger seat or read a book. Or I, fall I mean, asleep. I mean, check check this out. Check this out, right? Um, let me just uh, 
cut to our uh, uh, screen here. If we just look at this video right here, I mean, you just type in self-driving cars you on see YouTube. Them all the time. See motors play, read, and relax. So you have these people playing like chess, like as they're driving. You have the, you see them playing games, and I'm like, oh, I just feel like you know, just roll your eyes. Autonomous vehicles, great, great. But it's kind of scary. It's not kind of scary. Not a brain. I mean, this is sophisticated technology, and these people are acting as if they understand it so well and trust it. So they've they've dealt with it for so long. Oh, yeah. I just trust this implicitly. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tesla built this car. I trust it because it's Tesla. You don't know <laughs> anything about this vehicle other than you bought it, and and you've read something in the in the owner's manual or some article online. But other than that, you're you're blindly te- trusting this technology. I would never do that. I can't even imagine doing it. It yeah. blows my mind. No, that's scary. But um, actually, back to sort of how autonomous vehicles will change driving laws. I think it would be interesting to think about how it's going to change like speed limits, for example. Oh yeah. Because I mean, as it is, no one's following the speed limit. Mm-hmm. So I think I feel like it could go either way. In that autonomous vehicles, there's going to be some sort of mandate, a regulatory mandate that they have to follow the speed limit or go, you know, no more than five miles over per hour over the speed limit when they're passing a car or speed limits can just sort of become irrelevant because all the cars are talking to each other yeah i'm seeing an irobot scenario here where the cars are traveling just, at 200 miles an hour and i yeah. was just i was just gonna say that it reminds me exactly of irobot that yeah. scene when will smith takes his hands off the wheel and the woman's like oh are you sure you want to do that yeah because you're going like 200 miles per hour and the only way well it's the, the other way able- around he puts it on manual control oh right right and right she right. flips out because she's like you can't possibly drive this car at this speed. Right, because, I mean, yeah. really, uh, a, mach- a machine can really only do that. You know, right. you make one tiny little, like, yeah. you're dead. You're dead. You know? <laughs> so, no, I, 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 see, I totally see that happening, uh, where the speed limits will be able to increase because computers uh, will be able to, their reaction times will be vastly yeah. faster than humans. So I want to maybe shift the conversation a little bit. We're sort of talking about, you know, our ideal perfect scenario, which, like I said, years and years away hovercraft yeah perfect um but i want to talk maybe a little more realistic like what do you think we can expect to see in terms of semi-autonomous driving in 2020 and what and how will sort of 5g facilitate that change sure i i think um and, uh, did i mention that audi had a test vehicle on uh, some or several of the test vehicles using wi-fi to talk to uh traffic lights Mm-hmm. Did I mention that? I can't I remember. Think, I believe so. In the okay. Beginning. Anyways, so um, you're going to see more of that. You're going to see more vehicle infrastructure coming out, pilots coming out, mm-hmm. uh, where your vehicle's going to be able to tell you when that light's going to turn green. So you're sitting at a light. I don't know what you're doing while you're sitting at the light, but you know you have three seconds now before that light turns green. So you wake up and look around, not, not just sleeping, but let's say you're not paying attention. You don't have to get the high guy behind you honking at you because you're still sitting at a green light. Mm-hmm. Uh, but eventually that's going to turn into, like I said, not even having to stop at an intersection. That's not happening in 2020. What is happening that's going to be important is a lot of this autonomous vehicle technology for safety purposes. So automated braking, Mm -hmm. most of the major car manufacturers have committed to having that in place. I think it's by 2020. I might be wrong. might be 2021. I was really happy to see that because that's huge. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, automatic braking technology keeps keeps you from rear-ending the car that slams on its brakes in front of you. It's a lot like anti-lock brakes, but better. (laughs) So... um, I think that's what we're going to see. We're going to see more lane-changing technology. This stuff's going to become standardized on cars so that you know. You already know as you're driving along, you see those little lights on the side view mirrors that pop on as you're passing them. 
Well, well, that's in a sense, that's the same thing. It's a sensor that's using radar to detect your car's presence next to it. Yep. All you got to do then is, is hook that into the central computer system in the car, which then tells you, I can't change lanes right now. I will not let you change lanes right now because there's some, there's some vehicle next to you. That's, that's, that's the next logical step. So it's already being deployed in a lot of vehicles, at least the detection systems. Now it needs to get tied into the central nervous system of the car. That's also really, you know, back to my rental that I had. I'm very happy to have my own car back, frankly. But it had something. Yeah, it wasn't lane assist. But exactly, if I turned on the turn signal, it would start beeping if a car was in my blind spot. Exactly. And it was crazy nice but that's it does seem like a natural next step it's it's brilliant technology mm-hmm. and it just follows that you're going to want to deploy this you know it doesn't have to be perfect unless you're allowing the vehicle to do all the driving right what it does is it alerts you to the possibility that there's a danger next to you in front of you behind you whatever and we you know backing up that all, all that stuff um i have yet to test parallel parking Automation. I was about to oh, say heck that. No, heck no, no. Have you done? I want to try no, that. I, you know, I'm pretty I, good parallel parker can, too. No, I can't trust. I don't know. I can't that's trust crazy, that. isn't it? Yeah. I mean that, but that's all sensor technology, and that's handing over control again to the central computer system in your car. At the very least, I would love if someone could, if the car could tell me when I'm supposed to be cutting hard, because I've watched people parallel. I see it all the time. Yeah. Because I have to parallel park on my street, and I watch people parallel park, and I just want to—I just want to tell them to start cutting, mm-hmm. like yeah. cut the other way, go. Right. So that would, at the very least, that would be nice. Yeah, you don't have to do it for me. I mean, you could. Yeah, it's it's it's. I remember this in in, in uh, I never took driver's ed, but I think everybody else had to. I never did. <laughs> But I remember being oh, taught by my, by my mother that as you back your car up, as you, as you hit the halfway point on your car, that's when you cut it hard to go into the space. And then as your front end is clearing the rear end of the car in front of you, then you cut it back. And almost every time I get this perfect parallel park. Oh, yeah. About a foot from the car. I've gotten very good at it yeah. living in the city. But Anyways. You, you should teach driving it. Oh, my you, goodness. You Look, I, first of all, I would have a ruler, and every time a person didn't use their turn signal, I'd crack them on the knuckles. It's a little <laughs> lever next to the steering wheel. It doesn't... Right. What, are you going to break your arm, lifting your finger to turn right. it on? I'm like, oh, right. Have you seen the, uh, what, that parody video a cop made about this brand new tech that cars have? <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. Is it turn signals? Yeah, it's a turn signal. It's, you know... It just blows my mind. Oh, the ones end. that go, go into the turn and then go, oh, I think I'll use this as I'm turning the car and i'm like no it's not an afterthought you're supposed to be telling the people around you that you're going to turn anyways autonomous vehicles will have turn signals oh i hope (laughs) or they won't matter because we won't be driving the car yeah exactly no it's i'm sorry it's one of my pet peeves Uh, you know that and people running red lights through intersections like i'm more important than you and i'm going to clog this intersection because darn it all i deserve it i'm sorry also will be solved yeah yeah thank you so much lucas for joining us sure Love to. Lending your knowledge and a little bit of your driver's ed. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for watching this episode of Tech Talk. If you liked this video, be sure to give it a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. Let me know in the comments, how do you feel about autonomous and semi-autonomous vehicles? How soon until you trust them on the road? I don't know if I do right now. So thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.